week in racing. It's time to recap it. And who better to do it than Michael New Magic? Two bros slash pros who cover the highs and lows of racing around the globe on every one of their shows. Real fans look forward to these guys in their last on because they know they're not talking out of their royal ascot. What they say makes sense. So ladies and gents, sit back and relax as Blinkers Off presents The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. He's Aaron Haltzman. This is the Magic Mike Show, episode 388. What's going on, buddy? What's up, everybody? I'm glad to be here. Uh, Samish driving to Saratoga today. I think he's probably arrived by now, but uh, I'm happy to fill in for him because we've got a lot uh, going on, and it seems like I've just been thinking about Saratoga ever since Belmont ended on Sunday, so this works. Hey, that's great. You're going to be at Saratoga pretty soon yourself for the summer. Uh, Slim, of course, is there. If you haven't seen it yet, by the way, speaking of Saratoga, the Saratoga Slim backside vlogs have just been impeccable lately. Uh, the last one, the latest one that came out, I thought was the best because it takes you to see the new paddock bar that's got everybody up in arms. And then also the Wilson shoot, which not in the sequence we're going to talk about. It's in the late pick five on Saratoga. But what are your initial thoughts, Aaron, real quick on, on the Wilson shoot in the paddock bar? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Wilson shoot, I think, is important. Uh, I think uh, seeing how that plays, seeing what kind of trip you need, that's really going to be important. It's going to be important all meet long. That really is what you should be focusing on right now as far as changes of Saratoga goes, because that's it's tricky. Uh, you know, it's it, the way it looks. I'm trying to do it with my hands. <laughs> I'm going to pull up it. Uh, pull it up here on the screen. Yeah, it's pull podcast, it up on the screen. It, podcast it, version. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can kind of see right here how it's it's going to be kind of awkward going into that quote unquote first turn. It's not a one turn mile. It's a one and a half. So that's going to be really interesting how that plays. Slim has speculated that inside speed is going to be tough. Uh, and I would agree. I think speed is going to be tough to beat uh, on that. So that's very important. The paddock thing is crazy. Uh, people that are complaining obviously have never ran a business before. If they have an opportunity to sell prime seating to, to a market that's going to pay prime dollars for it, you do it. And so the upstairs isn't going to be that big of a deal. It's not going to affect 99% of us because it's priced outrageously anyway. <laughs> and the bottom half of it, which is what 99% of us uh, are, are going to experience or have experienced before, it certainly it looks like an upgrade when you just look at the pictures. Now, again, I'm going to save my judgment until I'm there July 23rd, and I'm sure I'll spend a good amount of time that day there. Uh, but I it looks great to me, and I guess I'll report back on that part of it. The one thing that I think I just I just am laughing hysterically is well now the horses are screwed because people can throw stuff at them from from up above, and I'm saying these are people that have been to Saratoga many times. I'm sitting here thinking, you guys realize they literally walk through the backyard, walk through the picnic area, where all the drunks are, and that's not a that's not a I'm not making fun of people like that it's i love it I, that's a great place but that's the rowdiest place i've ever been in a racetrack the horses literally cross the street and walk all the way through that crowd i don't really think an extra extra level to the paddock a bar is really going to make a big difference okay if anybody wants to do something to the <laughs> horses they got a great opportunity to go all the way through there or they could just at the bottom level to there at the bar I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know why people think, well, now this is changing everything, but uh, paddock bar, not, not a big deal. 
Yeah, I was telling the Mrs. Magic explaining the, the paddock bar and why people were upset. She said, well, it kind of makes sense. that She hasn't really been to the track very often. She's not used to kind of the culture that, that you're talking about. But uh, there is a culture, really, that when you get to the track, that even when people are rowdy and drunk, we all know you don't mess with the horses. There's like a line you don't cross, even at your drunkest. And if someone is at that point, there's so many people there, Aaron. Someone's going to see that and stop that person from getting anywhere close to the horses and actually causing mischief so uh i think it's 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 overblown i'm excited uh it looked like in the video they still have a lot of work to do here in the next few days but thursday is three days away so uh working around the clock slim believes they're going to get it done i just hope for pr purposes it's fully ready to go because if it's not oh boy that's that's all we're going to hear about if, if for some reason you can't get in there for opening day it's going to be an absolute nightmare i don't see any way how that's going to happen they're not going <laughs> to let that happen but yeah i mean you're right and look it, you know, lo and behold, somebody will probably throw something at a horse up there and we'll look like idiots. But you're right. I mean, especially at Saratoga, I mean, if you wanted to spook a horse, you could do it very easily. And I've never seen it happen before, uh, at least on purpose. Maybe they get spooked by somebody being loud, but they're not doing it on purpose, you know. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe hopefully nobody proves us wrong. Behave if you're up there. My God, you paid four or five thousand dollars to sit up there. I don't really think you're going to throw a beer that you paid twenty dollars for onto a horse. I really don't. Ah, listen, it's going to be a good time at Saratoga this summer, starting on Thursday, July 14th. That's opening day. Aaron and I are here to preview the opening day early pick five, and it's a doozy of a sequence. I feel like that first race is always a traditional one to start it. So without further ado, buddy, ride is up. Don't forget, if you want to play Saratoga at all, the early pick five or any sort of sequence or races, make sure you uh, sign up using betptc.com using promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, and you bet $750, you get a $200 new member bonus deposited in your account. This is why Mike always does the reads. Aaron, I didn't want to put you on the spot for that. I will put you on the spot for this. We've got race one starting with a banger. Nine older males trying to go nine furlongs on dirt. And I say trying because they are 20K claimers. And maybe one and a half of them can actually handle this distance pretty well. So where'd you go on top? Yeah, it's a tradition uh, to do this at Saratoga. This is how they open the meet each and every season. They go a mile and an eighth on the dirt. So the horses break in front of the crowd and, and can go the two turns there. It's always a cheap race as well. And so, yeah, we, we kind of have this here. I actually have hit this race three straight years in a row. So probably time for a long shot to come in and knock us out of everything to kick it off after I said that. Uh, listen, I went number six, Bear Alley, on top. I nearly singled this horse. Uh, ended up not doing it, though. Uh, this horse, though, has won two races in a row. Did it at Churchill Downs and has done it for different trainers. This will be the third different trainer in the third race here. Uh, Maury claimed the horse last time out. He's having a really good season. He gets Flavian Pratt to ride. I think that's a great sign as well. Like I said, almost singled, but thought, nah, 20K claimers, mile and an eighth. Not going to do it, but the top pick is number six, Bear Alley. If you single in this race and you succeed, you should just win all your bets for the day. Uh, that is a ballsy move to single in this race to start things out. Uh, it wasn't my top pick, but I agree with you on this six. All great points. And if you look at the trainers who have had it, this is something you and Mike taught me. Uh, every trainer that's had this uh, since Kelly Von Hemel took over is a high percentage trainer. So Kelly Von Hemel, 24%. Uh, Iowa Derby winning trainer, Kelly Von Hemel. Uh, Chris Hartman, 25%. Norm Cassie, 22%. Billy Morris, 21%. All good hands holding on to this horse and spotting it properly. Um, 
you're right. You can't really single here. The one concern with this horse is when he stops, he just really stops. He has multiple zero buyers on the page because he literally didn't finish a race. So you kind of worry about that. But uh, a horse I think is going to win uh, my top pick, the seven, just to his outside geo care for Orlando Noda. First off the claim for Orlando Noda, but second time Noda's had his hands on him. First time he claimed him from twenty for 25K from Todd Pletcher and Rapoli Stable. Uh, ran him back for 35K, almost wins. Stepping up in class, going to non-winners of three lifetime and for a higher price tag, loses the horse there for 35k. But then Rudy Rudy Rod had him, was running okay at this claiming level, drops back in for 20, and then that's when Noda gets him back. He's using Jose Ortiz in this spot. Jose Ortiz is riding through the claim. That's a big angle when a top jockey rides through a claim. Noda at Saratoga the last five years with Jose Ortiz is three for nine. Uh, you see that he almost got that win, you know, back the one time Noda had him too. So I really think the seven, a son of curling going a mile and eight, this is a really good chance. I also use GeoCare as well. A lot of the same reasons I like that the horse is back with Noda and you, and you, you said it. And when you see Noda in the, in the program and you see an Ortiz by his side, as far as the, who's riding for him, take it serious. That's, that's just the thing I could tell you, whether it's Irad or it's Jose, when Noda's got a live horse, those two are usually on it. So Make sure to keep an eye out for Noda. He's only going to hit at about 10 or 11% at this meet. I can I can already tell you, but he's going to beat you in some spots if you don't take him serious when he has a top jock. So, yes, I used the seven as well. Uh, I, I went four deep here. The other two horses were the eight and the nine, so the four outside horses for me. Uh, you know, the eight Royal Trust is, is stepping down in class. Two races back did win a, a $35,000 claimer at Belmont. Last time out, tried starter company. And it wasn't very good whatsoever. So now drops back 20K, going a mile and eighth. I think that's the only uh, real question mark. Although it seems like this horse has the pedigree to do it. Uh, getting Mike Maker and Luis Sai as that combination was red hot last year to start Saratoga. Do not forget two very important things. Maker and Asmussen were on fire the first couple of weeks of this meet. Weeks of this meet. Chad Brown was not. So we'll see mm -hmm. if that happens again. But I do like the eight. And then the nine, Kershaw, another horse taking a big-time drop in class and gets Irad Ortiz Jr. aboard today uh, for a trainer he does not ride for very often. That's usually a sign at these big meets. Uh, some smaller outfits will bring up a, a horse. And when you see a guy like Irad or Jose or Luis Saez jump aboard, you got to take him serious. So six, seven, eight, and nine is where I went. I'll go. My third one on, and I almost left him off, was the eight Royal Trist. Um, I, my biggest concern, his two from a buyer, and I know you're not a buyer guy, but his two buyers that fit here came when he uh, won in the slop and when he won in the mud, you know, five and two back. Other than that, his buyer's really not great. It's it, when he broke his maiden for 40. So I was a little worried about that, but it was the Saez angle that you talked about. You nailed it. Saez had, uh, he set the record at Saratoga for, no, that was that Santana? Didn't Luis Saez have a record last year? Or no, yes. he was – what no, was it? Luis Saez won the riding title by eight last year, defeating Irad, and then Jose was well back of those two. Okay, thank you. I, I got a little mixed up. I knew he had a huge uh, a huge Saratoga meet topped by essential quality with the Travers. So going to use him here. Uh, the nine for me, Kershaw, I couldn't get to. Uh, you make some great points, but I feel like that this horse is a mile and an eighth, maybe not his best distance. And, and I just don't like his form since he's left. Uh, a couple of the other pre previous trainers who've had him, uh, you can make your assumptions about the trainers who have had him and kind of Google their uh, their drug history record uh, and, you know, in those databases. But uh, those last two races at Belmont Park didn't look good. Maybe stretching out to two turns again will help this horse. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I love how you dropped in that la- <laughs> that line there with the drug records. Uh, let's face it, when you're talking about claimers, no matter what track you're talking about, that kind of comes into play a, a little bit. And I think it does heavily here at a mile and an eighth at Saratoga. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see how that kind of shakes out. This race, it's usually, you go back and you look at the past winners of this race. And again, it's not like it's a stakes, but this is tradition, a claimer going a mile and an eighth at Saratoga. It's usually the favorite or a bomb. There's not a lot of in-between. So uh, that's just kind of what makes this one interesting. And you said at the top, <laughs> nine horses trying to go a mile and eighth, and one and a half of them <laughs> like to go the distance. So it makes for a fun start. Uh, an actual fun race to talk about. Second leg of the opening day, early pick five at Saratoga. It's the first baby race of the year uh, at Saratoga. Field of six, two-year-old Philly is going to go five and a half furlongs on the dirt. And you just know Todd Pletcher would love to start that Saratoga meet by winning the first baby race. The six chocolate gelato is probably going to be, what, three to five when she goes off as the favorite? I would, I would think she's going to get bet down. Uh, if she doesn't, that means she's not very good. And if she doesn't, that's not a good sign for me. Listen, we're, we, this is a very tough sequence. I think this is the race. You have to take a stand. And there's a lot of angles you could play. If you want to play the number one, half a chance. Only horse that's had a start. The start was pretty good, albeit it was on the turf. Now we're moving to the dirt. If you want to single out horse, wouldn't blame you. If you even want to take out and, and kind of take a step against the grain and say, hey, Jose Ortiz is riding for Brown. That doesn't happen very not Chad Brown, Bruce Brown. That doesn't happen very often. You want to try to try to beat the favorites there to make take a stand with that horse in the three. I, I get it. I took a stand with the six. This Todd Pletcher horse has got a, a pretty solid set of workouts. Rapoli owns this horse, and you know they probably had this race circled for a while. We're going to debut this horse here. Irad Ortiz jumps aboard. That's a good sign as well. These Pletcher two-year-olds at Belmont were running very well. I'm singling the six chocolate chocolate gelato in this race. Uh, again, it's a first-time starter. My opinion, she's probably either going to win or be off the board, um, but I think she looks pretty solid coming up here. I like the breeding. I think she'll be ready to run. It's a very tough sequence. You've got to take a stand somewhere, and I took a stand with the six horse here. Can't fault you for it. I thought if you were going to single in the sequence, this is the most likely spot. And with this horse, uh, practical joke, super solid as a sire, right? 20% with uh, debuting two-year-olds. The final work for this horse back on July 7th, Saratoga, was in tandem with Goddess of Fire, who's this multiple stakes place three-year-old who's going to be in the Wilton Stakes later on in this card. So Todd Pletcher had a horse getting ready for a stakes race, and he used this filly to get that one ready. So I thought that was impressive. Two backs. She worked from the gate with Aaron, a horse that has been popular on the Saratoga Slim uh, backside vlog. Uh, had a, you know, stumbled badly at the start, but I thought, you know, all in all ran well in his debut. So she's been keeping good company recently in her works. And again, it's Pletcher. It's the first uh, baby race of the year. It's Mike Rapoli owning it. All those factors to love. I went too deep. I used the four thirty thou Calvin as well. And it's because of the breeding. Bolt to Oro. I talked about Practical Joke being a good sire. Bolt to is 8 for 22 to start as a freshman sire. That's 36%. 14 of the horses uh, debuting finished in the money. Uh, Bolt to if you remember, he won three straight races as a two-year-old. Two of those were grade ones. But if you look on the dam side, the dam won her second career start uh, at age two, dirt sprinting. The dam sire midshipman won three of four at age two. 
won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the Del Mar Futurity. So there's a lot of er win early pedigree on both sides here to kind of overcome the fact that Danny Gargan isn't known as being a get him ready first out as a two-year-old uh, kind of trainer. I think that's what is going to make her a really good price here against the six chocolate gelato. So I'm going to go with her. I was a little surprised neither of us used the one uh, half a chance for Wesley Ward. She almost won her debut already. Yeah, and this is a horse that's got a shot without any doubt. And, and again, I, you know, you can go in here and you can play the one and the six, but I just don't think that's what you do. I think you take a stand one way or the other. I kind of like what you did. If you're going to play the six, think outside the box, play one that might be a big kind of, uh, maybe not a big price, it's only a six horse field, but a decent <laughs> price because the one and six are going to take money. And then after that, you're looking at five to one plus on, on these at least. So I, the horse, the, the half a chance that one horse can win, right? There's no question. You just kind of have a feeling it was a ward horse on debut, got beat. They tried the turf. I kind of think turf is where this horse will ultimately land again. I just thought we'd take a shot against, but the horse is probably going to set the pace. Um, and, you know, that's going to be the one they're going to have to run down. Last time out, I don't really think the horse had too much of an excuse. Turned for corner or turned the corner, had a lead by a length and just got beat. Uh, he didn't get beat by the favorite that day either. And here's the biggest thing. This horse was five to one on debut for Wesley Ward. That's pretty rare. Usually his horses really get bet hard. This one didn't. Could make a fool out of both of us for sure and win and knock us out. You got to take a stand in these situations. I did a rocket video a little bit earlier and I said, when you're playing pick fives, you're taking stands. You're trying to create value. You're not going to hit every one of them. So this is a race where we could look dumb and a horse that is probably going to be two to one knock us out but I, I'm okay taking a stand against there. Uh, by the way, I was looking CJ Johnson. So owns co-owner of the one half a chance on Twitter was actually talking about this horse and said they wanted to go back to turf with her, but she had been working so well on the dirt, especially that bullet 47 one at Belmont three works back. So they wanted to keep her on the dirt after that, even though she, you know, she ran well on turf, she kept working well on the dirt. So that's why she's here. I agree with you. I think that's where she goes, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I also, uh, very quickly, Vinny Blonde of Real Dynasty loves the five in here. Um, so I told him, I was, I'll, I'll buy you a cupcake if the five wins this race. So uh, well, Vinny, there it is. Did he give his reasoning for liking the five? He, he did. I can give that, yeah, real quick. It was, yeah. it was because of the dam side. So the dam mm -hmm. mystical plan won her debut at two, and then four of the six siblings to race were winners. Um, you know, overcoming the fact that Union Rags isn't that great as a first-time sire. Jason Barkley, the trainer. Smaller operation, younger guy, not known for first-time starter. So his uh, argument is that there is really strong damn side breeding for it, which is true. And uh, he's hoping that prevails here. To he I'm sure th this might be the longest shot in this field. I, I think it's possible. Uh, an angle on Jason Barkley and a, a guy we know, I know personally, a really good guy. Uh, like I said, smaller outfit. When Ricardo rides for Jason, the horse usually runs well. So, I mean, again... It's Saratoga. It's a six-horse field. It's a hundred and five thousand dollar purse. I'm sure it wasn't much to try to get Ricardo to ride this. Like I'm sure he said, "Yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot." But it is an angle. Uh, a horse is working decently. Yeah, I, I, I was curious to know. I mean, I'm not going to knock any, but anybody picking any horse in this race. I was just curious to know why. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And uh, as Dennis says, yeah, now I'm hungry for chocolate gelato now after all this talk. <laughs> Uh, but there's actually a gelato shop around the corner. So let's move on before I lose more money there. Third leg of the opening day early pick five at Saratoga on Thursday, July 14th, race three. We're going to the turf. Eight older males routing them out on the 16th. The outer turf course here, 
They're in for $40,000 tags. It's going to be fast and firm, so forget about those four MTOs at the bottom. If you're watching this live, the numbers on screen aren't correct because there's uh, there's just the numbers aren't correct. Just understand that. Uh, we'll try and use the names the best we can. Where are you going to go on top? Well, just uh, if you are watching real quick, the numbers one through eight should be numbered two through nine. So it isn't it isn't overly complicated, but that is what it's it is for me. Already well, lost me. Exactly. So let, let listen, Magic. If you see the one, make it a two. If you see the three, make it a four, and so on. Got it? Okay. okay. All right. So top pick for me. <laughs> uh, I'm an ass. Top pick for me is going to be the number two, who you see as number one, but number two be here will be on top. Listen, horses won two races in a row. Um, last time out, it was at Delaware, and it was in an allowance. But now we're dropping to the 40K level, and, and the horse did win at the 35K level at Belmont Park. So to me, he makes a lot of sense uh, to come right back here and win. I love Jonathan Thomas. I think he's a very good trainer. Um, and I'm just I'm kind of thinking this, too, is going to be the one to beat here. Uh, the pace is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be on the lead, but I'm not quite sure because every horse in this race looks identical on paper. So <laughs> how it plays out is going to be interesting. I like that he's got the rail. I think they'll send him, and I think he'll get the lead. So ultimately, that's why I put the two on top. Uh, spoiler alert, though, I went uh, five deep in the spot. So uh, the two on top for me, my second choice is the three. First off, the claim for Mike Maker. We talked about this uh, in the opener. Uh, you know, horses running first off the claim for Maker. Tyler Gaffleone jumps aboard. Another jock who had a really good meet up here last year. So two, three were my top two. I'll agree with you. Uh, not my top pick, but I do like the two. Uh, Manny Franco being back aboard after winning two back uh, the first time he rode this horse. And then you see what he did at Delaware Park again when he ran back protected from that 35K claimer race and breaks from the rail and goes gate to wire. Now Manny, who we've talked about doing that really well when you're not ex- necessarily expecting him to do it. Uh, great opportunity there. I also think the four uh, could possibly go to the lead time form early pace rating slightly higher there, but the horse hasn't really led that much if you look back on the form. So be curious to see Jose Lascano, what he might do. I feel like he might just sit back and, and press it, uh, press the two or whoever ends up going to the lead there. Uh, but this is the horse has posted three straight 90 plus buyers, uh, drops in for a tag for the first time since Carlos Martin claimed this horse a year ago when he won at the N3 level. Where at? Saratoga. So we're back at Saratoga, back at a level where this horse loves to run. In fact, he's three for four lifetime when he runs for a claiming tag. And the only time he lost, he was still a maiden. So I'll forgive him for that. It's a horse that is back spotted in a great uh, position after beating, you know, allowance company and open allowance company two of the last three races. So uh, did you use the four on your ticket as well? You know, I did not use the four. That was the last one off the ticket. So uh, if we get a scratch somewhere, I will put the four back on. Uh, I kind of liked him, but I just got a little bit intrigued with some others a little bit more. I'll go on to him now. Like I said, I went five deep. The two and the three were the top two choices. I went six, seven, and nine for the next three. I'll just run through them real quick. A tentative, the six horse. Uh, another horse coming first off the claim, this time for Joe Sharp. Uh, he is, no pun intended, Sharp off the claim. <laughs> I really like that Irad jumps aboard here. Uh, once again, he doesn't ride for this guy often. When he does, they usually they usually are ready to run. Uh, claiming for 50K, last out off of Mike Baker, uh, and the horse got third at Churchill in the 50K claimer. Churchill turf, now coming to uh, Saratoga turf. He's probably going to feel like 
you know, he's in heaven after running on that crap down at Churchill this, this meet. So didn't put the six on there. The seven Tiberius, Mycurius or Mercurius, <laughs> however you say it, we see this horse a hundred times Ugh. running all over the country. Huge drop in class. That's the key. Got to come back though, from a really poor effort last time out at Belmont. I think he will though. I think he's going to run better here at times. This horse jumps up and runs well. It could be, in this spot, Luis Saez gets aboard. I thought that was good. And then Grand Jury, the nine horse, first off the claim for Rudy. So we've got all of our old buddies uh, in claiming races running first off the claim. Rudy is the third one. Gets Jose Ortiz. That's kind of his top jock when he's got one that he thinks is going to run well. So I put nine Grand Jury, uh, Journey, I should say, on there as well. Uh, one last time out at the 25K level and was second two races back. So horses in good form as well. Uh, so, yeah, the nine is my top pick in this race. I'm uh, glad you ended it with him there. Uh, you made all great points. The fact also that Maker had this horse for a long time, and then as soon as he's down in those claiming levels, boom, he wakes up, and then Kander Masi got him, and Kander Masi keeps him going, and boom, gets a win. And so now we're with Rudy Rod. I wish he was drawn a little more inside, but, you know, post eight, it shouldn't be that too much of an issue for him. Tiberius Mercurius, I dropped off because this horse is – if you look when Maker took over, it's like Maker knows where to put him, which is synthetic going a mile and a quarter. Uh, his other races on the turf uh, haven't been as great, especially those last. That grade two Elkhorn you can forget about, but that Belmont race last out was pretty rough. Um, I feel like the, you know this is too short for him. A mile and a sixteenth. He's over four. Get him to go a little longer. That's what possibly he can do best. We, you know those two mile and a quarter wins on synthetic. Uh, but I also did use the uh, the six a tentative as well. What are the odds you think Mike Maker claims this horse out of this race? He <laughs> claim cla here's I did the the whole history on this. He claims the horse for 25k, wins next out at 25k, bumps him up to 50k, doesn't lose him, drops him to 40k, gets another win, loses him out of that. Claims him back for 40k out of the very next start, runs him back at 50k, loses him. Claims him back for 40k two starts later, runs and protected two starts, finally drops him where he belongs, immediately loses him for 50k. Now he's back in for 40K. How does Maker not claim this horse again? Yeah, I'd say he probably claims even then goes and wins a starter allowance or an allowance <laughs> next out with him. You know, that's that's just probably how it goes. I would say he's going to get claimed. I would say there's going to be a lot out of this race get claimed, actually, three or four, because it really is one of those races where it's like, yeah, these horses are productive. You might be able to step them up and they can win. Or you could just wheel him right back. And what's wrong with winning a race at Saratoga and getting one claimed again to wheel back in the 40K level? So, yeah, I, I would say he's going to get claimed by Maker. This is a great aftercare donation race, right? Like 1% of all claims go to uh, the aftercare fund. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of aftercare money coming in with uh, all those claims here. Uh, let's move on. Penn ultimate leg of the early pick five opening day, Saratoga, Thursday, July 14th. Race eight, we got Maidens three and up going a mile and eighth on the inner turf course. And what better than to have a bunch of horses who've never won going a mile and three, <laughs> trying to get their first win here. Uh, this seems like to me, Aaron, it's going to set up perfectly for that classic dawdling new york turf pace and someone's going to sneak away with this gate to wire possibly uh this race gave me a headache and this is the one where i'm really worried about if we get through this leg, well we got to get through the single and then we get through this leg i'm going to feel very good uh i had all uh, for a minute and i ended up taking that back i only went three deep here uh my top pick is the three remote and i think that could be the horse that gets to the lead here uh, and, and maybe can take him gate to wire. My only worry is the horse really didn't have much an excuse last time out. 
in the same distance in the same race at Belmont Park and was second, beaten two and a quarter. Maybe forwardly, the horse that won that race is just a little bit better uh, than everybody else here. Maybe remote can kind of wheel back right up here and win. I love that Rosario's on again for the second straight time. I think the horse is going to run pretty well. I think he turns for home with the lead. Can he hold on? That's the thing. Great breeding. Should be able to win in this spot. We'll see if he can do it. So number three, remote, is who I put on top. Yeah, I went too deep. You used both of them, and we're going to agree on the top pick as well. Uh, that race, uh, two back, when the horse, uh, he stumbled out of the gate, lost Trevor McCarthy, ended up crossing the wire. I know he's running without a jockey, but he was right there at the finish line uh, with the winner, Baltus, who ended up going to repeat next out with a 92 buyer. It's a good Chad Brown horse. Um, yeah, that race last out, I can't really make too much of an excuse for what happened there, but we also don't have fractions because it was Belmont. So you can't really figure out what happened. You know, visually, you just kind of have to use your, your best guess there, but the breeding says this horse should love it. We should be able to get this in Rosario and Clomont 25% together last year at Saratoga. So uh, a good combination there. Uh, the other horse I used the five grand K for Shug McGahee, another horse distance, no concern. Dan was a multiple greatest stakes winning turf router for Shug. Uh, she did get second the one time she tried this distance, and that was the grade two sheep's head bay. Uh, also, we know the sire can produce Belmont stakes winners, so no issue with distance for Grand K. Blinker move, adding it, not actually a, positive, a great move for Shug, but I think it's very necessary. Three of this horse's four starts, Aaron, you look at that. At the opening call, six and three-quarter lengths back, 14 lengths back, seven lengths back. Mound three eights, you can't do that when there's really not that much speed in here. Like you're just you're you're asking everybody to, to come back to you too much. So uh, I'm gonna go three five here. You're getting Irad aboard for the first time when Maker, Danny Gargan, Safi all have horses in here. Yeah, I think that's a sign too. Yeah, for sure. I I, I like the five. Uh, I I misspoke and I miss. I, I I'm gonna have to change this ticket. I'm glad we don't have it up there. I went two three five, not three four five. Uh, yeah, the five for sure. I I think is gonna run an improved race today. Uh, the other horse, like I said, you you went three five. I went two three five. Uh, the first time starter, Timo or Timo. I don't know how you would say that, but I mentioned Yeah, I mentioned that I love Jonathan Thomas. And he's got a first-time starter here in a race where all the horses look really similar, kind of just look average. If this horse can run a little bit, I think he can win. I think he'll be a decent price. Uh, Jonathan Thomas, not bad with first-time starters. He's kind of a he's not he's not a small outfit, but he's smaller compared to like a Brown or a Pletcher or even a Clement. So I think he's got these horses primed and ready for this uh, situation and for this spot. I think the two is going to make uh, for an interesting uh, uh, race here. Uh, I think he'll be ready to go first out. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Thomas and this two horse again. And this is the horse that scares me in this spot because you don't know. Uh, like Dennis says in the chat, why would you take a first time starter mile three furlongs? Because you know the horse is going to be bred for running long. And honestly, Aaron, part of that went into my handicapping because I could say the same thing about Christoph Clement. Definitely say the same thing about Shug McGahee. Those are trainers that know how to really slowly, carefully bring along these these uh, long-distance turfers. And I'd say Jonathan Thomas is the same way. Um, Nick was in here naming off all the Dynaformer influences in the on the horses, and he kind of missed one. But his top pick with, is with you, the two, Tim ah, uh, And then uh, Curtis Manlow brings up, this would have been a great spot for command performance. No longer a maiden. He had to go to Monmouth Park to do it, but he finally uh, finally broke his maiden there. 
Well, let me jump in and say this would not have been a good spot for command performance. They spotted him perfectly. Monmouth, he won. So don't 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 second guess. They found him an actual spot he can win. So, <laughs> so you're on two, three, five. I'm on three, five. But uh, yeah, this will be a fun one. Uh, the two, definitely, whatever happens here, watch this one moving forward. Uh, this is like you said, it's interesting. Thomas picked this spot on Saratoga's opening day. For him to make his debut. Meanwhile, we've got the fifth and final leg of this opening day early pick five on Sar- at Saratoga on Thursday, uh, July 14th. Race five back on the dirt. Ten New York bred maidens three and up going six furlongs while in for $40,000 tags. Finish us off strong, Aaron. Where are you going on top? Well, if you've watched the Rocket uh, show that I, I started to do, one thing that I really like are horses dropping in class that have early speed. And I really feel like we've got that in a major way here. 40K claimers, like you said, and we've got some horses dropping out of maiden special weights uh, that have speed and are now going to be, like you said, at this lower level. I think the three uh, majority partner and the four Tommy Gunn can control this pace today. I really do. They seem like the speed uh, on paper. And like I said, just that drop in class, I think, is going to help uh, twofold. Usually what happens is when you drop in class, you can get away with a little bit slower fractions because there's not going to be a lot of horses that have that speed. And then secondly, the horses that are coming to get you just aren't quite as good. And so you're out there, you're alone, and and you just kind of get that confidence boost, and then nobody's coming from the back, and you can finish it off. So the three and four seem to control that early speed. Those are my top two picks. I did go three deep. I'll go ahead and just uh, go through the last one real quick. The number two catching Cupid. This horse has some early speed as well. It's also second off of the layoff. Rosario aboard once again for Baker. I think this horse will show up and run a pretty a pretty improved race, uh, second off the layoff, also second race after being gelded. And another one that, I, like I said, I think he'll be sitting there right behind the three and the four. So two, three, four for me to round this one out. You and I saw this uh, exactly the same way. Every point that you were making, I'm like, yeah, that's a note I had. That's what I saw. Yeah. Um, I'll add one thing. Charlie Baker, trainer of the two, catching Cupid, second off the bench in a similar situation like this, 31% winners. And he won six of 13 mounts with Joel Rosario at this meet last year. It's pretty damn good. So we're going to ride with the the two, three, four. I'm going to add one in here. My last horse on Aaron, the seven, the Institute for Horatio DePaz, almost won the debut at Saratoga last summer while breaking from the rail, which is not easy to do if you're debuting two-year-old. And Jose Ortiz was aboard back then. You got a similar situation where you're class dropping from the state bred ranks, uh, the open or the state bred uh, main special weights down to maiden claiming. Showed speed going seven furlongs two back against better horses and Horatio DePaz is pretty good at this level 27% overall with Jose who's back aboard here I'm afraid this horse is going to be a pretty short price but there's also a lot of other class droppers so maybe they're they'll kind of be muddied around in that same price range there but I'm going to go two three four seven to end this sequence uh what about the I want to touch on the first time starters all the way to the outside there the 10 and the 11 those are the two that worry me um did you ever, did you look at these? Did you think about these at all? <laughs> I did. They actually are the other two horses I went back and forth on. Um, the nine, I like, I like the nine, the better of the two. Uh, what about you when these, with these two? Yeah, I, I tossed it around a little bit. I, I actually like the 10 a little bit better. So uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it's a situation where if these first time starters can run, they certainly can win because there isn't a whole lot um, to, to go off here. Sources aren't great, and that always kind of scares me. But 99 times out of 100, it's like, well, we're debuting in Maiden Claimers. I don't really care. But when it's opening day at Saratoga, 
it does kind of say, well, yeah, sure, they're they're starting at a maiden claimer, and that's not a great sign, but they also are trying to win a race, and they're trying to win a race to Saratoga. If you've got the budget, I think they're a little bit scary in the spot. Oh, yeah, they haven't disappointed you yet, right? And you've got that nice work from the nine, Josie's Thunder. Uh, Boys at Toscanova, by the way, the sire, um, 19% sire with horses debuting at age three instead of at age two. Uh, he, he was a good horse. He actually uh, lost the Breeders' Cup Juvenile to Uncle Mo. Not many people know that. And the dam, I thought this was interesting, looking at the dam side a little bit. The dam uh, won her third start at age two. Her trainer was Tim Ritvo, the guy that almost burned San Anita to the ground single-handedly. So I thought that was an interesting angle as too. Um, let's check in the chat if there's anybody else. Oh, the eight, here be. I knew that was one. You had talked to, or uh, briefly considered the eight, here be as well. Why did you ultimately take him off? Yeah, that original ticket I sent you had the eight on top, or not on top, it had the eight on the ticket. And, uh, you know, I just ended up, that original ticket had like two singles on it. And so I thought, well, you're not going to want to get beat by Clement and Dylan Davis in the in the last leg of this thing. Uh, the horse two back ran a race that was pretty darn good. Last time out just wasn't great. It was even money, well beaten. Didn't get the greatest trip, though. Maybe could bounce back. I, in the end of the day, I, I just don't think he's quite as good as the two, three, four. So I, I left him off. I wouldn't blame you to play this, uh, play this horse. And if you've got the budget for it to throw it in there. Yeah. Same as the six, like we've already seen them at this level and we didn't see them win. So now that we ha- we're adding in so many class droppers that we like, it's hard to make a case for them turning it around. It would be great. The four is our, our top pick here. It would be really great to see the four Tommy Gunn get a win. Uh, if you don't know, trainer George Weaver, his wife Cindy is an exercise writer, had a horrible accident at Belmont Park. And and uh, I know that they're all trying to rally around her and get her back to health. So it would be really great if the four kind of ends this early pick five. Not just for us monetarily, selfishly, but that kind of a win at Saratoga on opening day, Aaron, the, the morale in that barn is just going to go through the roof. Yeah, you always hate when that happens, and unfortunately, that's part of the game. It happens all the time. Uh, well, not all the time, but it does happen from time to time. And yeah, really, really hoping she's okay. And yeah, it would be nice. And uh, you know, Weaver's having a having a solid season. He's never really done great at Saratoga, but we'll see. Maybe we can get some luck on his side. He can he can have a big meet. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Aaron and I. You go through the opening day, Thursday, July 14th, early pick five. If you want the late pick five, which is races six through 10, Mike and I are covering that on Wednesday, July 13th. We're going to do that a day early, I believe. So we'll be doing that Wednesday uh, to get you ready for Thursday's uh, action. And uh, be a lot of fun. There is a lot of uh, Saratoga stuff on the website, Aaron. What is your favorite? My favorite thing on the website about Saratoga right now? Yes. Um... God, that's hard because Slim has done like a million things. Well, something Slim has done. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the the uh, Wilson uh, or Wil- whatever shoot and the uh, the paddock bar. That's probably my favorite. The uh, it's the the Wilson shoot for the Wilton Stakes. Yes. yes. And I cannot wait to screw that up a zillion times on on Wednesday when we preview that. Um, I listen to your point. You mentioned this earlier, talking about that shoot. Slim discusses why he thinks the speed horses are going to be really good in that Wilson shoot situation. Uh, you have one or two speed horses in the Wilton Stakes, and I think one of them has a decided advantage over the other in terms of the post positioning there, Aaron. So make sure you check that out. You can see what uh, Slim thinks about everything. Catch our reaction to Classic Causeway winning the Belmont Derby. Thank you, New York Stewards and Emmanuel, for that. Uh, do you want to talk about that for a second? Uh, I feel like we got screwed in the Belmont Derby because they stupidly scratched Emmanuel for a reason they shouldn't have. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, explain to the people exactly what happened. I, I'm going to try. I tried to forget about it because it made me mad when I read. So Emmanuel, one of two need the lead speed types in the Belmont Derby with Classic Causeway. Big reason why we didn't really consider either horse to win that race. Uh, he gets scratched at the last second, and we're, t- we're not told why other than it's a steward's decision and they would it was pending. They ultimately fined Todd Pletcher $1,000 because the horse was given a second non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug uh, within seven days of the race. He did it five days out, and the Pletcher said, and I believe the veterinary uh, state vet agreed, it wasn't in the horse's system. It's just that because they had slipped this new rule in, that a lot of trainers didn't catch, uh, including Graham Motion, who never breaks a rule ever, uh, they found out about this kind of the hard way. So it was pretty shitty. But it, to Pletcher's point, you should have just find the trainer. If the drug's not in the horse's system anymore, find the trainer, do what you want to him, let the horse run. Because you also screwed over the betters who wanted to play him or play against him. You screwed over the owners. Uh, a lot of people heard about this situation. I just don't understand why we do some of the things we do in the sport. I mean, it's you're hassling somebody over something like this and you got guys that are clear cheaters and you just let them do whatever they want. I mean, you're calling Saratoga slim bitching about, he did a video on the paddock bar, but then we're, we got this going on. I mean, that's why racing is where it is at this point. We can't time a race right, but uh, this is what we're, we're really cracking down on. So once again, and uh, my, my, our buddy Paul said the, same, said the same thing that I'm going to say, the only people that really get screwed day in and day out consistently are the people that, that make the game go. You, uh, me, everybody listening to this show, the betters, they get screwed again. The, uh, it's, a, it's a little guy, Aaron. It's always the little guy. That's a... We're just, we're a bunch of masochists. That's what it is. We just love just being constantly abused and coming back for more. It's just, it's just so funny. The stuff like this happens. Like, you know, we didn't, we couldn't time the race right in a grade one. And then this weird thing happens with the manual. And then I got a text yesterday that Saratoga Slim gets a call from Naira because he showed the paddock bar before it was finished. And it's just like, what it's are we? Story. It is all true. Yeah. And I, I got that. And I, I just, I, it's, well, I'm really not surprised that that's what we're worried about today. You know, it's it's really quite in, unbelievable. When the world is so at peace and calm and in harmony, Aaron, you've then focused on the little things to nitpick like this. So that's what that tells me is that everything else in the world is just going great. We're nitpicking uh, little details here. Listen, we're all about happiness and having fun, uh, getting drunk, be- uh, betting on the horses, making money. Chris says he's wearing the same exact shirt. I want to give a shout out to Jason Homley's not uh watching us live right now but he did send me this amazing saratoga shirt last year so uh listen we're we're gonna close things out a little early uh coming up on the youtube channel here in just a few minutes if you're watching live aaron did a full breakdown of the rocket picks from last weekend and talks about what went right what went wrong i know you had that indiana late pick five that you cashed but then uh belmont was it it hurt belmont hurt well i have belmont i I said on there you know and i I said, I, hey, I got an email from a, from a subscriber saying he could have used a dartboard and done better. And I wrote him back and said, yeah, he probably could have because that's what it would have take, taken to got some of those uh, uh, horses on, at Belmont. But, yeah, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, being Sunday, hit the early pick five at Belmont for nothing. But uh, the late pick five, it was more of a structure problem than the handicapping. But Friday and Saturday, it was just really, really tough to get some of those uh, horses. And, so that's that's the nature of the beast sometimes. But uh, we're on the the next week. And like I said, Indiana Grand was really good to us, so that was good. 
We got a toga party on Thursday, like Dennis said. Can't wait for more trips over the bridge. Sipping Stores Coffee. By the way, if you do make the trip over the bridge, take a photo. Uh, don't get in an accident, but take a photo and tag it. Saratoga Slim on Twitter. He is doing a rating of people's bridge photos, which I think is a really fun way uh, to get excited for Saratoga. So, Aaron, thank you for joining me. Mike, I will see you on Wednesday at uh, 5 Eastern. So make sure you join us for the Late Pick 5. And then uh, Dudes Who Bet Daily will be back on Wednesday morning. And I'm sure starting Thursday, we're going to have at least someone making their best bet Saratoga. So I, lots of I, fun. I yeah. know I'm a guest on the show, but shouldn't we go put the tickets on the screen and go over them? I don't think we did that. We didn't do that. There we go. <laughs> All right. I was so ready to talk about other stuff that because uh, I was excited. Like we talked about this. All right, let's talk about uh, more stuff. All right, our tickets. One last time. This is especially helpful for the audio listeners. And really, the visual people, it's fine. They can just hit pause. But for the audio listeners, we like to do this. Thanks for holding on. Our tickets. One last time, and we're out of here. I'm going to go six, seven, eight with four, six with two, four, six, nine with three, five with two, three, four, seven. That's ninety six dollars, Mr. Alterman. Uh, yeah, I did a $90 ticket this time. Six, seven, eight, nine in the opener at the spa with six. Going to single the Pletcher horse there. Two, three, five, two, three, six, seven, nine in the third leg. Two, three, five in the fourth leg and close it out with two, three, four. Like I said, $90 ticket. And I'm with you, Steve. That's what I'm looking forward to. Stewart's definitely for the Stewart's. We don't have Dunkin' Donuts around here either. So uh, wife and I definitely looking forward to that as well. We cannot wait to be there. We are traveling Saturday up to Plattsburgh, New York, 20-hour drive, maybe 21 by the time we stop. A wife, a dog, a cat, all of us straight through. We'll get there Sunday, and I'll make my Saratoga appearance later on in the week. You want to swing by and pick up my 14-month-old? Just really go for the go for the jackpot on that 20-hour drive? No. Please? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love him. He's fine. Hey, we love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back, like I said, on Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash racing dudes. And we will, uh, yeah, we're just going to get out of here. All right, bye, everybody. See ya. This has been a presentation of racingdudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels. Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.